Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Play by Play. It's the Jamie Yarrow podcast. It's the podcast that you rely on for your daily dose of everything from business to wellness to parenting to sports. You get it all here. And we don't just talk about it. We give you the play by play. That's the nuggets, the detail, the how to, the steps to get there. Today, we're going to be talking about molding the behavior that you want your team to have. Before you run off and and jump to another podcast, just because you may not have the title of a manager or supervisor, this is going to be real valuable to you. So stick around. Be sure to check out all of our other full episodes and our two-minute drills. If you love what you hear, there's nothing more that we would like than for you to subscribe and share our podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, which, by the way, you can load onto your streaming device on your television, your Roku or other streaming device. And you can get our podcast to play directly over your TV. Pretty cool. You can also find us on Stitcher and the TuneIn Radio app. And, of course, Podbean, because that's where we're hosted. A lot of you have that Podbean app, and we're super thankful for that. It's got some cool features to it. You ready for today's play-by-play? All right, here we go. I am Jammin' Jamie, and kickoff is counting down. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be listening. I am live from the Clophis. It is episode number 39. I'm pretty fired up already today. I was on the Peloton this morning for about 30 minutes, rode through the Swiss Alps. So I'm pretty excited, already having a good day. And today's episode is going to be for the leaders out there. And before you say, I'm not a leader, look, we're all leaders. Sometimes we might hold a different title than somebody else. But we can all be a leader. There's a book out there called The Leader Without a Title, and it talks about how you can be a leader even though you may not be holding that position right now. Now, as a leader, you have to mold the behavior that you want your team or your people to follow. Now, I've worked in organizations where leaders said, do this, blah, blah, blah. But those very things were things that that leader was unwilling to do. And these can be productive things or these can be negative behaviors, right? The key is what you as a leader think is important is exactly what the team is going to find some sort of importance in. What do I mean by this? The things that you put emphasis on, the things that you put your focus on, not the things that come out of your mouth necessarily, not the words you speak, but the literal focus or the literal emphasis where you put your time and your energy and your intentions, that's what the team is going to find to be important. Those can be productive things. Like I said, the the leader can tell you to have open lines of communication, right? They can tell you to, hey, I need you to communicate well within the organization. Or they can say, if you're a leader, they can say, look, I need you to hold regular one-on-one meetings with your people. Look, I, I need you to have those tough conversations. I know they're hard. I know having a tough conversation is difficult. And if y'all have listened to me for any length of time, you know I'm big on communication. It's one of the keys to being successful in business, to being successful in uh, in marriage, in your family, in parenthood, in friendship, in life in general. Communication is one of those big things that we fail miserably at many times. And a leader may tell you, hey, I need you to have those tough conversations with your people. But at the same time, that leader's not having them themselves. The leader might tell you that that they need you to have productive meetings, that you need to have a a certain step 
step-by-step way that you do your meetings so that they are productive and, uh, and fruitful. But that leader isn't doing the same thing when they host a meeting. Perhaps that leader's telling you that you need to pull you know, an extra load on a particular project. You need to work a little extra. Or you need to come in a little earlier, whatever. But that leader is not modeling that behavior. See, the things that a leader can tell you to do might be good things. I'm not just talking about a leader that is modeling negative behavior. I'm talking about a leader that is telling you to do things and then they're not exhibiting that same behavior because when they don't do that or when you don't do that if you're a leader, then the people that report to you or the people that follow you, they're not going to find importance in those things that you're telling them to do. The leader can also exhibit negative behaviors. We're talking about a, a leader must model the behavior that their team or their people, that they want them to follow. And, and if, they're, if they're modeling negative behavior, you can expect that the team is going to follow some of those negative behaviors. It's just human nature. The longer that you spend in a negative, toxic environment, the more that you're going to be like those people. You can't help it. It just it just rubs off on you. It becomes part of who you are. And that's a danger of being in a toxic environment for a very long time. But some negative behaviors, you know, how many times have you been to a meeting where a leader was in the meeting and the leader's focus was nowhere in the ballpark of what the meeting was even about? They might be playing on their laptop or on their iPad, or they may be sitting over there on their phone. Uh, they may get up and leave the meeting and come back. They're not engaging in the meeting. And, and, and this is a leader or this is you. If you're invited to a meeting and are you engaged in the meeting, are you taking notes? Are you listening to what's going on in the meeting? Are you looking for opportunity to provide input? Or are you just sitting over there passing the time? Are you playing on your phone? Are you texting back and forth with somebody? Because you're not modeling the behavior that a leader should model, unless that's what you want your people to do, because they're going to follow your lead. Are you showing favoritism to one employee over another? That's the, the behavior that people are going to put emphasis on if that's what you're modeling. Is your focus on something other than the mission? Maybe your focus is on something other than the customer or the client. Maybe you've got something that you're working on that your emphasis is on. Maybe there's something that you're working on that's completely unrelated to the mission at hand. Well, be careful because sometimes if you don't keep the emphasis on the things that are important to the mission and the vision of the company, the team, they, their, their focus will start to drift away from what's important to the mission and the vision of the company as well. You got to be careful because where your focus is, where your emphasis is, that's where the team is going to be focused and emphasizing. Are you being frivolous with how you spend the money of the company? Are you, are you buying things that are unnecessary? Are you setting the example that being frugal is not important to the company? Uh, there's a story about Amazon that I absolutely love. When, when Jeff Bezos got started, when he set up his first office, he was across the street from a Home Depot. He didn't have enough money to buy a desk, so he went across the street and he bought a door, just an in inside door for your house, like, you know, a bedroom door or whatever. And he put, he mounted some legs on that door and that became his first desk. And that was an example of the frugality of 
Amazon and how they wanted to save money in every way that they could. And that tradition held on for a long, long, long time. And it may still even be going on. New executives would come into the company and they would get a desk that was made out of a door with some legs mounted on it. And it was a symbol of of, of the, the, the early beginnings of Amazon and where it came from to try to keep people to, remi- to remember where they came from. They actually had a guy on staff who his job was to make these door desks. They would buy the doors and then he would mount the legs on them and that was his job. They still may be doing that today even. It was going on up until a few years ago. Do you have a habit of a negative habit of talking behind other employees' backs? You know what I'm talking about. You you've been around a leader who will will go talk to another employee about other employees. Or maybe talk to you about other employees. Or maybe you're that leader. Do you talk to other employees about about another one of your team members? Shame on you. If there's not a need to know that information, it's not specific to a task at hand or the mission or the vision or a project, then hush your mouth. You have no business going behind an employee's back to talk about another employee. Stop that behavior today. Like there's no reason for it. Model the behavior that you want your team to have. Do you want your team members going behind each other's backs talking about each other? Of course you don't. If a team member did that, you would look down on them. Now, if you're doing that, you probably also don't have the guts to have a candid, direct conversation to that employee about it. Open lines of communication. It all goes together. Are you modeling the behavior that you expect out of your employees? You see... The leader is responsible for shaping the behavior of the team. They can say, my focus is on this, but if that's not where they're placing their emphasis, then that's not where the team's focus is going to be. Let's talk about metrics for a second. You know, maybe there's some numbers that you expect your team to report on. There's some goals that they have to hit. Maybe that's a weekly goal or, or maybe even a daily goal or a monthly or quarterly goal. But there's some numbers. There's some, there's some goals that have to be hit. And, and oftentimes those goals have accompanying numbers or KPIs or some way to report to, to make sure that we're hitting uh, you know, our desired outcomes. So if you're, if you're having your people collect that data and they're striving to meet those numbers for you, and then you get together and you meet with that team member and, and you're reviewing those numbers but the numbers really don't mean much to you. Like all you're looking at is whether the number was met or not. And you're not deep diving into those numbers. You're not seeing what's causing those numbers to be met or not be met. Or maybe you just see, okay, numbers met and you move on to something else. And your emphasis really is not on those metrics. Well, let me tell you what's going to happen. If the people that work for you, if they don't see that those numbers are valuable to you or that you have an emphasis on those metrics, then they're just going to become numbers to them as well. And oftentimes behind those numbers are actual clients and customers. And you don't want those things to just become numbers. If you don't put an emphasis on those numbers, if you don't put an emphasis on the metrics that you're asking people to collect, then the the people that are collecting them, they're not going to care either. And they're just going to become numbers. And the the manner in which they meet those goals or meet those metrics is going to become less customer or, or client focused. Because they're going to see that all you care about is a number. You don't care about the underlying effect of those numbers. So you've got to be really careful about what you're measuring. I've always said that you need to measure what matters. If it's important to you, you need to measure it. 
But what you're measuring needs to be important. If you're asking people to collect metrics, if you're asking people to meet a goal, that goal's got to be important. It has to have some value to you because if it's not, if there's no value to you in that number, there's not going to be any value to them in it either. There's an old saying that says, lead by example. And how true is that? Really? I mean, think about it. How true is it in, in all aspect of our life? From an employee-employer relationship, from a parent-child relationship, from a friend relationship, from a coach-athlete relationship. You see this all the time. Coaches will say, do this, or a rule says, do that. But the coach is not modeling that behavior. And how do you expect that athlete to follow in the footsteps of that coach when that coach is not modeling that particular behavior that you're trying to achieve? Lead by example. If you're a parent and you're acting in a certain manner and you're engaging in certain activities and you wonder why your kids start doing those same things, it's time to look in the mirror. The same thing goes for a supervisor, a manager, and their direct reports. Lead by example. you got to model the behavior that you want the people around you to exhibit. As you embark on your day today, it's Friday here in the Clawfus. As you embark on your day today, stop and think, am I modeling the behavior that I would expect from my people? If not, you know, you might need to course correct yourself. It might take even a conversation or uh, a feedback session from someone that you're close to. Have a feedback session with your leader. Ask for critical feedback on how well you model culture and vision in your organization. Do you model it the way that you expect your people to follow? If you're a CEO or a business owner, that's a challenging spot to be sometimes because you don't have anybody that you directly report to, right? I know we all report to somebody. I mean, we all serve somebody. You got to serve a customer or a client. In the end, we all serve God, or at least we're going to answer to him. But it might be good for you to get a third party to sit down and give you some honest, critical feedback. You can even ask the people inside your organization, give them permission to give you feedback. So what if you're their leader. Give them permission, embolden them to give you feedback, tell them there's no there's no consequences here. Have some thick skin, right? This is a tough place to be, but have some thick skin and say, hey, I know I'm your leader. Uh, I know it's not your responsibility, but I- I'm asking you to give me some feedback. How well do I model the behavior that, that you think I would want everyone else to follow? Boy, that's a, you do that and you have opened up. You want to model behavior? Ask your people to give you feedback. Boy, that's modeling behavior right there. I haven't talked much about Bill Campbell lately, but he's my hero in the business world. He was labeled the trillion-dollar coach by several of the people that he coached throughout the years. They wrote a book about him because he was an executive coach for some of the most successful CEOs and executives in Silicon Valley, the tech world. And that's what Bill did. He coached people that generally had no supervisor. They didn't necessarily report to anybody in particular. Now, Bill passed away several years ago, but his legacy lives on. I listened to the book that they wrote several times, and I have researched a lot of things about Bill Campbell. I've watched as much YouTube as I can find on him. One of my dreams is to do what Bill did, to help others be successful by having honest, candid conversations about them and their issues and and helping them to work through those issues to be the very best version of themselves that they can be, to help their organizations succeed, to help them break through the ceiling. 
That's one of my dreams. I would love to do what Bill did to be an executive business coach, to help people work through those things. But it all starts with you being a leader, whether you hold the title or not, and modeling the behavior that you want the people around you in your organization, your direct reports, your colleagues, your coworkers, your friends, your spouse, your children, modeling the behavior that you want the people around you to follow. Well, that's all the time I got for today. Man, it's so exciting to have you listening to Play by Play and to be able to share some of my experiences with you. If you like Play by Play, don't forget to subscribe and share. If the app that you use lets you, give us a five-star rating if that's what you think we deserve. If we don't deserve a five-star rating, I want you to reach out to me and give me some feedback. Tell me what we can do better to help this podcast help you to be the best version of yourself. My name is Jam and Jamie, and I hope you have an incredible day today.